Hey everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it's time for... Here we go again. Unspun. Please That's a little nod to Dolly. We're not talking. <laughs> That's a little nod to Dolly Parton, who got a hundred million dollars from uh, uh, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos for whatever cause she wants. Uh, last year he gave it to what's his face from CNN, which is, anyways. Um, uh, uh, yes. So that's not that's not why I sang that though, of course. Uh, you sang that because <laughs> because well, we have a mayor in Vancouver, right? A new mayor, and uh, I'm a little disappointed already, to be honest, because it's something that's really important to me, which is making yourself available as a politician. And I was watching global news yesterday and I don't even know what the story was, but they said the mayor was not available for comment on this. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like it was the first council meeting really like, really? Um, It's just kind of disappointing to say the least, because we have had two mayors in a row now that were very unavailable to media. I don't need a third one. Thanks very much. Can you just make sure Ken Sims available to the media? Please. I'm going to echo your sentiments in that I hope that this is not a sign of what's to come. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that I'm sure that the new mayor is getting a pretty significant crash course, as you've mentioned so many times on this podcast, of just how complex City Hall can be and that you don't just come in and run it like a business and make the changes that you think need to be changed. Like He's probably getting a pretty significant crash course in just how much bureaucracy exists, um, <laughs> yes. just how much red tape is oh, there. Oh, that's what it, that's right. Um, that's what it was about. It was about the hundred cops. That's what it, he didn't. It's his plank issue, and he didn't want to talk about it to the media after he went. That's uh, a problem. It's a problem. That's a problem. Even if you say it's going to be more challenging than I thought, I just got in here. I'm looking at going. Crap! This place is like a nightmare. We got to figure this out. But it's still my goal. That's all you have to say. I'm going to do what I can do. I'm going to do whatever I can to make this happen. That's all you have to say to avoid the media on that issue. Sorry, Ken, Sim. No, this is your baby. You can't flop it off. It's yours. You own it. I'm going to say get out of the gate to have global TV against you. (laughs) Like getting to say that was unavailable. That is like a slap in the face by media to you. Cause usually they'll just won't talk about it. Right. They'll just, they'll talk, tell the story, but if they're kind of pissed off any media, They'll say that, right? That's their that's their little dig. We reached out for comment. Yep. Mm-hmm. When somebody when somebody stonewalls you, and believe me, I've yep. spent the last five years talking about Kennedy Stewart and saying, and we reached out to the mayor, mm-hmm. and he is not available. And my my yep. particular favorite, which was also a Gregor Robertson issue as well. Uh, I don't know why they're afraid to talk to uh, people in the media. Um, it's or, scary. Unless they're the, <laughs> I know that. One second. I did it a lot. Unless. The, Unless it's their select favorites, which does Ugh. very little for their that that's that's just n- not a good move. But what I hope here mm. for for Ken Sim because uh, he definitely campaigned as somebody who would be remarkably different uh, mm-hmm. than, like you said, the last two uh, mayors in the city. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I, I just want to hit home what you said, George, because I think it's very very important to. Only use unavailable for comment very sparingly. Mm-hmm. At the very least, you get on a quick call with the assignment desk and you offer a quote. 
If you mm -hmm. don't have time for a camera to come to you, if you don't have time to make yourself available to go on the radio at a certain time, even if you don't have time to do a pre-tape because you're juggling, you're spinning so many plates, you must offer yep. a quote that addresses the question. You only get mm -hmm. to spin it as a plate if you actually show up to do the interview, whether it be on camera, on radio, or for print. And I think what you said is so important in that uh, unavailable for comment is not the way any politician should run their office, nor should it be straight out of the gate after the first council meeting. Mm. Well, Amanda said this line, I have never heard this line before, maybe everybody else listening and watching has, but... And I said, "Oh my God, yeah, totally." And it's a it's a cliche, but um, but it usually is used in a positive way. But in this case, she used it as and Amanda's my partner, as you know, and and works with us. Um, but she said, "Start as you mean to go on," and usually it's a positive, like you start, you know, do something, and then just really, this is what we're going to do. In this case, I'm going to tell you where where it usually is, though. It's yeah, women know that. Women know that because women tend to go into relationships giving a whole bunch of loose. No big deal. Oh, yeah? Sure, you can go golfing with your buddies every weekend. <laughs> I'll take care of doing the laundry. Don't right. worry, I'll cook dinner. <laughs> Don't worry, da da da. Start as you plan to continue is advice that is often shared woman to woman when really? we're getting okay. into a relationship. Well, you don't want to be four months into a relationship and then turn to your significant other and go, by the way, do your own laundry. Right? And then be mad about it. And then dudes are like, but you've been doing it for four months. I didn't ask you to do it. <laughs> I do right? all the laundry. Like, but that's. House. Uh, and I, I, and I you. you know, Amanda loves to quote me because I, I say this, I said this at the beginning of our relationship. I said, you know, I'm not going to change. I'm too old. I was 39. I think at that time. I'm, I'm way too old yeah. to change. And she said, I'm not going to change. So if you don't like who I am, <laughs> I did eventually change. Yeah. I became a much better man. And no, I, I don't know if I, 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 but she likes to bring it up and saying, oh, is this where you're the part you're going to remind me where you're not going to change? Cause if I'm being a jerk or something, this is where you're going to remind me when you said that time, you're not going to change. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'll bring that up now. I did give you that warning. Start as you I mean to go on. Once. Start as you mean to go on. Hey, uh, I've got a question. Uh, yes. Because your PR, your crisis communications, curve communications does all kinds of, well, you know, yeah. I have a problem. What is my solution? Or I have a message. How do I get it across? I thought of you immediately and was very pleased that we were going to be recording on this fun podcast today when I saw the story of how, uh, and how people are reacting to the news that Ken Sim will be gone for one week, uh, basically seconds after being um, sworn in as mayor of Vancouver, mm -hmm. he's off to the World Cup. Well, how did you take that? Uh, it's really bad optics. First of all, it's Qatar, which has its own controversial issues. We'll get into that right. later. Uh, yeah. but I would say, I and he, I know he's bought the tickets himself. Uh, it's a private trip. Uh, there's no government money going to this, so there's that. So right. that's in his mind. I imagine that's, you know, a logical sort of reason to go anyways because he had planned it before he got elected. But it's like Ken Sim Advice Day today. Sorry, uh, you're now mayor. It's a different world order for you, buddy. <laughs> and you, you, the optics are terrible. The, there's the politics in the country that you're going to. Um, but you're going to miss council meetings in the first quarter of your first year um, uh, when there's so much to do. Uh, so missing the, missing the police, police board. Police board. 
missing first meeting board. with the budget. Yeah, it's like it's really. I know it's pretty amazing to get tickets to the World Cup. I imagine it's really complicated and really, really expensive. And I'm sure I don't sure if he's going with his kids. I don't know. And I, his wife. You know, hey, hey, there's a reason I didn't run for mayor. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. Screws up your life. Yeah, here's Stop how I consume this. Here's how I consume this. Number one, very unfortunate timing wise. Uh, number two, mm -hmm. being somebody in sports and sports broadcast and doing previews for the World Cup, because, you know, full disclosure, I'm the Canadian correspondent for Al Jazeera English, mm -hmm. uh, who uh, our main broadcast headquarters is in mm -hmm. Qatar uh, and in London and in Washington, D.C. Um, so, you know, I've, I've got a, a point of view on this that is like, he would have bought those tickets after losing the last election. Oh, like, really? This is this is how far back you don't you don't decide oh, wow. to go to the World Cup, get tickets, and get a place to stay. Never mind, get a flight there. Everybody in the world who loves soccer is going to Qatar. This is like having a, the Olympics in Russia. People would still go, even knowing you know the horrifying things that Russia does, continues to do, and might do to you if you step out of line. It doesn't matter in the world of sport. Like so, I'm just going to give it that sort of perspective when i first mm -hmm. heard it i'm like ooh, ooh. and and then i thought well we've all been working remotely uh in ways that have been pretty meaningful yeah. this is extra this is extra remote but how much how much what is the expectation here and i i i look at it and think you know what there's enough wrong with this city right now that if it were me and it's not i'm mm -hmm. not ken sim so with all the caveats i just put there saying hey he's human too if it were me, I'd cancel the trip and stay because this city is in crisis. It's in crisis. It, 100%. It is. You know, but, you know, time's on his side. It's early in the mandate. Uh, people will forget yeah. this if he, as long as he excels uh, over the next few years on every other front and doesn't make As long as mistakes. he makes himself available for comment. And, comment. and he makes himself available for comment on issues that he put forward. Uh, you know, pretty simple stuff. Pretty simple stuff, Ken. Sorry, Mr. Mayor. Buddy, and oh, can you? I wear, had um, can I don't you know. Wear, you... uh, can you wear a proper shirt to council meetings, please? Have some respect for the chamber. He was wearing like a polo shirt to council. I'm sorry, I'm not like it's not even an old-fashioned thing. It's actually a respect for the institution that is government. Uh, and I feel, uh, I'm sorry, but I feel like there's a disrespect when you don't wear proper uh, attire into the this what is a sacred it's a chamber it's a, it's it's literally called a chamber it's supposed to be uh, a very important place and okay no tie fine but to wear a short sleeve basically polo shirt i i thought was surprisingly uh, uh uninformed uh misinformed uh badly guided <laughs> like guys come on you know gregor robinson wore a tie every council meeting he was ever at and I think it provides a respect that uh, and, and a feeling of trust uh, in your mayor. Uh, clothing matters. I'm sorry, I used to sell clothes. A uh, big steel, big steel man in the '80s, and uh, you know, big clothing steel matters. Man. Big shoulder suit. pad, double breasted. Yeah, oh that's yeah, right. Um, Daniel Hector. I'm gonna Daniel Hector, Le Clotier, <laughs> yes. French cut denim. Um, oh, I'm gonna say, um, wearing a polo shirt in chambers kind of feels like wearing a polo shirt to a to a business function black tie level like when you're going to a gala and you show up in your cargo shorts kind of thing but at the mm -hmm. same time after watching 
what went down at the, at the legislature a couple of years ago with regard to women wearing sleeveless, like in the middle of, uh, of hot, hot days and going in and, and wearing, you know, wearing finery, but not having, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the arms covered in a way. So I'm, I'm hesitant to say that the way it's always been, standard. it has to be the way it yeah. always goes. But at the same time, I get to your point. I think there's a way to do that. If, if he wants to be the every person, I can't believe we spent the first 12 minutes of this podcast talking about Ken Sim, but here we are. I think if he yeah. wants to put project the I am every person and this is, and, and having seen him put himself forward for the last few years, he does have a certain style that is his own. But you know what? Make sure that it is playing to the level of what um, the office uh, asks of you, like you said, I think there is some pomp and circumstance that is associated with our political realm that should be respected um, within, you know, certain guidelines. I know Michael Geller and, and Charles Gauthier, uh, a couple of very active Twitter yeah. folks, like Michael was like, tie I can't tie. believe he's going to have a portrait with no tie. And, 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 and Charles Gauthier was like, I've got a whole bunch of ties if you want them because I haven't worn one since blah, blah, blah. Like it's, it's very subjective for, for people to have opinions on what others wear and, um, I think, like you said, if 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 you're invited to a black tie wedding and you show up in your cargo shorts, that's not really respectful to the people who invited you. So that's this, how this I look at it. This is communications advice, if 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 anything, it's not yeah. based on quality of clothes. It's 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 really about uh, a, a perception of of where you're of your stature and not in a in a uh, snobby way. It's it's really meant to be respectful to the the chamber itself and the and the the the, the the seriousness of the of the role that you are playing and i I just feel like you know being casual in all other settings i mean uh if you want to go and be casual if you're you know unless you're uh you know running for uh, senate or or congress in uh you're down in the states where where we'll get into that later let's go to let's go to the police let's go to the police surrey police services we're we're getting to in the weeds here surrey police services Lots of controversy there. I'm not sure if you saw in Steel and Vance, Linda and I last night, um, we had a couple of conversations. We just decided, okay, this is awkward because her husband is Norm Lipinski. Her husband mm-hmm. is the chief of the Surrey police. So we were talking about how this is a big story. If she talks about it, she gets attacked. If she doesn't talk about it, she gets attacked. <laughs> yes. so we're going to have the awkward conversation. Yeah. And we actually talked about it. We talked it through and boy, she knows what she's talking about. She's Linda freaking Steele. Uh, and then the next segment after that, because I didn't want her to be alone in her awkward, um, <laughs> we got to the VPD uh, discussion about um, hiring 100 new officers, right? That being Ken Sims, like you yes. said, plank issue. And guess who the VPD recruitment officer is? My cousin, Cindy. So we had her on. So we went from talking about Norm at the Surrey Police Services to talking with Cindy about hiring police. And we didn't talk about defund the police and what, what policing is like. And da, da. You did talk we about did. Oh, my God. But let's, I Don't want your perspective on, on, the, on the Surrey Police Services. George Affleck, what do you see happening there with Brenda Locke basically saying, stop everything. I don't care. That's why I was elected. This has to stop. What do you think is happening here? Uh, well, I mean, I think Keith Baldry has nailed it uh, that there's a union union issue here for sure that that's going to create a bit of a nightmare for Surrey. Um, and so I think maybe this is what Diane Watts was alluding to on election night. Diane and I were the, were the pundits or whatever you call us, experts on, on CTV. Um, and uh, you did great, by at, the way. Oh, thanks. We did. The ratings were pretty amazing. Um, the. Uh, 
I should get a raise. Um, the uh, she said, I, I think she probably understood this is that they probably should use that other police force and and reconfigure it for different purposes. Um, and that's probably it sounds like that's where we're heading. We're going to have the RCMP and this other organization together because Surrey needs more help. Uh, they have a lot of issues that are is a really fast growing city, even faster than Vancouver. Um, and they that growing pains are something the RCMP clearly have a problem keeping up with when it comes to staffing, when it comes to being, you know, yeah. boots on the ground. I hate that term, but, you know, um, being out there in the community in a massive way. And so this is an opportunity, I think. And I think that's where I think Diane's point and I think Keith Baldry's point uh, are probably where we're heading for Surrey. It's going to be costly for the taxpayers. Always go, it was going to be costly. We, You and I talked about this for two years, three years. Uh, you know, I predicted uh, that they were underestimating the number by four times at least on the costs, knowing what it yeah. costs in Vancouver. Um, so just to give you know, just to give the listener who maybe isn't as up to speed on what this what the numbers are, um, because Mike Farnworth chimed in on this. Obviously, th- this isn't up to Brenda Locke. This isn't up to Surrey City Council. This is a provincial matter uh, that the Solicitor General has mm-hmm. uh, and the Minister of Public Safety has has a a big say in what happens next with regard right. to policing in Surrey. And he w- referenced it, and I thought it was really interesting. A hundred million dollars has already been spent. Surrey Police Services is already 42%. I watched Norm Lipinski on Global um, explaining what the hiring process looks, what they're building. They've had to create a separate IT department that was a $40 million or $20, $25 million or something just because the RCMP are like, no, you can't use ours. It's like they're not even playing together well, in the sandbox. Issues, so there's right? there's that. Yeah. But the duplicity, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, people would assume in their minds, well, this is more of good. It, it doesn't work that way. This is like having opposing teams try and yeah. work somewhat together in an yeah. acrimonious situation. So, but the money. So so far, a hundred million dollars has been spent. Mm-hmm. Hundred million dollars has been spent, and it will cost if if Brenda Locke is successful in dissolving this and then you have to give all the severance packages to the 350 officers who have joined the union many of them have sold their homes in far-flung places and moved here put their kids in school like there are people Mm -hmm. at the other end of this you know and there was the prior mayor who literally got in based on doing this like there's it's so political and messy so what what it sounds like at this point, and I believe you are correct in saying that it's probably four times this, but just at this moment, to, to stop what they're doing would be $181 million basically burnt. And what Mike Farnworth said was, we need a report from Surrey Council and Brenda Locke to explain how they plan to pay for that. Because the province is not paying $81 million to dissolve what they've been building. It's a, it's a, it's a pretzel. It's a big, massive it's pretzel. It's a pretzel. <laughs> it's like, geez. That's the best punctuation I've ever heard. It's a, it's a, it's a pretzel. <laughs> it, the budget, just to give people, the budget for the police in Vancouver is 30% of the, of the overall budget. So if it's a billion dollars, it's 300 million. If it's $1.6 billion, it's 500 million. It's like, it's a lot of money to run your own police force, but they're stuck now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, I wonder if our head I think Brenda Locke was a bit, police. I think it was, she was a bit presumptuous and, and probably a bit irresponsible to come out on a stage that night and make that 100% commitment. Nobody was asking her to do that that night. 
she had d said during the campaign that she would be looking into it. She never made the yeah. promise that she would dismantle it. On election night when she won, she said those words on the stage. And I don't think that was necessary because it put her into a bit of a corner um, politically so that she had now has to get rid of it and, and maybe she can't. And so now what does that mean for her? Yeah. And, you know, obviously not to go back to Ken Sim, but it's also like the park board's still in existence. You know what I'm saying? You know what? Huh? Well, when Ken Sim said, first thing I do when oh, I become oh, yeah. mayor will be yes. to get rid of the park board. It's yes. like, why paint yourself into a you. corner? Yes. Right. And, and now they've to. got, they've got the majority that they could dissolve. Yeah, but why were they moving the logs off the beach again? Oh Jesus! What? We're going, we're going down the rabbit hole. This is almost like Twitter. Do you think Twitter's going away? Why does nothing ever Musk? change? Why does nothing ever change? Elon Musk is toying. I thought with we wouldn't have anything to talk right about now. anymore. By the way, I thought we'd have nothing to talk about anymore on the show. But God damn it, <laughs> we are going to have stuff to talk about. What? How many are we in? We're like 190 196. something. It's 196. 196 weeks. 196 weeks we've been doing Unspun Podcast. It's always something, George. And and we might have a new uh, home for us as well. If you don't go to unspunpodcast.com, go to unspunpodcast.com and, and, and sign up to get it direct to inbox. You can follow George on the, the social media platform that may or may not be in existence moving <laughs> forward. It's called Twitter. Oh. It's, he is found at George underscore <laughs> Affleck. I'm at Jody Vance at Jody with a Y at Jody Vance on Twitter and uh, you know, send us your thoughts and ideas. But I'm looking at this debacle that seems to be happening with uh, with Elon Musk's purchase uh, yeah. of this um I, I don't know. It's okay. crazy. I, I, I have getting into board you know, I don't think we understand how far along I think I talked about this last week. Elon Musk's brain is different than ours. <laughs> He's somewhere else that we don't even understand, to be honest. And even his staff that he's fired and it's clearly he's a terrible people lock manager. the doors he locked the doors terrible. we've never we've never uh heard these kind of complaints from other places that he's been the ceo of which is three places uh four places i think that i can think of um uh he's been very successful you know paypal tesla star starlink is that what it's called uh and yeah. the boring company well we'll see um but uh, what, what I thought I saw a tweet this morning. And I thought, yeah, that's I, I, I'm kind of going hmm because you know I'm on Twitter. You're on Twitter all the time. It hasn't really changed much in and uh, forever. For me, uh, some people I, are like, and, oh my god, this is happening, that's happening. I'm like, really? Okay, I well, don't. And it notice never that. has changed. It's been the same for no. since I signed up in 2007. I, I haven't seen except yeah. for the added double from 120 words to 240 words. That's about the only change I can think of that's really happened. And so somebody tweeted out, and I thought it was a good one, is uh, uh, you know that 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 Craigslist has 20 staff. That's it. And it seems to be operating just fine and probably about as complicated on the back end as Twitter. I'm sorry, but I'm thinking how, and that's probably what Elon Musk is thinking. Uh, in the current form, I don't think we need all these people. And we need to think about what this business is for the future. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. And of course, he's doing it in a terrible way and he's being very public. He can't stop himself on the own platform that he owns. He's being very provocative. Yeah. But guess what's also happening? And and this is, and we'll get into maybe a little bit about the uh, the Florida man thing, which I, I love. Yeah, um, that's where we're going next. Uh, the the being provocative, uh, he, he keeps tweeting this record uh, number of people on Twitter. <laughs> Even though I record hear all engagement. people saying they're leaving, I'm like, could tell me you're leaving and just go. Like I don't care. Like I, I'm not leaving. Yeah. It's it's a still I, this what is it Matador? Whatever the hell that thing's called. 
I went Master there. Mastodon. Oh, Master, it's too no. complicated. I'm like, I don't want to talk about I have about no it. idea. It's like a whole I love did you listen Drex Drex posted this morning. I love listening to Drex on Jack. Um and this morning he went on a rant of like all the people saying farewell to Twitter. I just want to say if this is the last day and it's like nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Twitter. Nobody cares. Twitter's not the real world people. Like it's not the real world. Tr- mm-hmm. Twitter has its advantages. It's a playground. Like Elon Musk said it, it's somewhat of a town square. He wants there to be free speech. He might allow that Florida man who's reannouncing to come back <laughs> on, but Kathy Griffin can't come back on because she made a fool out of him. So that I mean, but we're that's here weird. talking about it, and that's what he loves. That's what uh-huh. is that is what social media is. Is like why Kanye lost a billion and a half in one day, but also was everybody's subject of of conversation, and and that's what. Kanye craves, I guess. So let's go to the uh, craving Kanye's of the a, megalomaniac. Yes, the Florida man. Megalomaniac. The, Florida the, man the, the front page of the New York Post. Uh, is- totally different front page story. And, and the banner across the bottom that says Florida man runs for, or announces run for president. <laughs> page, go to page 26. Go to page 26. And there's like this oh little sidebar column that, that calls is- him like a retiree. They call it a retirement. Donald Trump. Oh my God. Cause you know, for those people who don't know, there's this like ongoing joke uh, in media, I guess, maybe I'm not sure. Florida man. Yeah. Like there's, there are a million headlines for some reason. Yeah. Florida man, this Florida man, that for it's like a, it's like a meme. And uh, to, to, to use that kind of meme with a Trump announcement, I thought that's classic. That is brilliant. Yeah. And to call him a retiree. I mean, Oh yeah. That was pretty clever. That was pretty clever. I'm trying to find the headline to to show our viewers, but it's just like, yeah, he's back, but it's starting to seem as though, um, you know, Rhonda Sanctimonious, who won resoundingly in Florida. (laughs) And now, I mean, the longest election in the history of elections, like the redistricting, the lessons that we got on how Mm -hmm. things are actually in right but in the in the democracy in the world's greatest democracy that votes only kind of sort of count over here and there like what but not denialism like when you win or lose in the system you win or lose in the system you can disagree with the electoral college system you can think it should be uh, you know a popular vote scenario or wh- whatever it is whatever it is but at the end of the day what we're seeing in the shift from the, the chaos of disinformation and that almost authoritarian messaging that has been, it, it would appear, because historically in a midterm election, the sitting mm-hmm. president, particularly one with some issues, is resoundingly uh, pushed back upon. Like, yeah. And that didn't happen. Like The fact that everything was so tight speaks volumes Huge about the, for the, the Democrats. Yeah. Huge. And uh, they're a bit paralyzed. I mean, you know, for those who don't understand the American system, it's, you know, uh, it goes Congress, Senate, President, you know, that's the the levels of, you know, of the decision making. So um, a lot of the stuff that the Congress, it's just going to be a a chaos in the, the, it's going to be like City Council in Vancouver last four years, a bunch of stupid motions that'll come on the floor that'll never see the light of day at Senate or in the President's office because they're just 
going to be 100% politically motivated and not based on reality or something that's achievable right. or normal or logical. It's going to be insane. But guess what? It's going to be well covered and probably all over Twitter. <laughs> yeah, probably all over Twitter. What I find so fascinating and, and such a lesson in Republican talking points that, that have been, you know, it's been gas prices, inflation, cost of living, da da da, as soon as they won that slim majority. Uh, immediately it was Hunter Biden's laptop. Like, yeah. what does Hunter Biden's laptop have to do with the price of gas, guys? Like, but nobody, nobody, it's just so, it's, it's going to be launching. Uh, yeah. The, the amount of hearings they're going to have at the Congress, they're going to spend four years or two years calling, you know, litigating. Uh, yeah. It's just craziness and committees for that and committees for this. The amount of taxpayer dollars that are going to be used for special, uh, you know, experts, lawyers are going to get rich and government and, well, yeah. and, and uh, lobbyists are going to get so much money over the next couple of years. They're just rubbing their hands going, thank you very much. I'll take that cash for that, for this. For was you. there, was there any one U S race? I mean, there's a couple of Canadians here. Was there any one that you were watching closely? Were you invested at all in like Dr. Oz versus Fetterman or are you looking one. at Herschel guy, Walker and Raphael uh, Warnock or are you Carrie Lake and, um, the Fetterman I was following quite closely, and there's a guy I was kind of alluding to earlier about wearing shorts and a t-shirt, uh, but that's his, that's his shtick. But he still put a suit yeah. on for the debate and a tie, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was an interesting race, and, 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 and from a communications point of view, I mean, Dr. Oz's downfall was when he said charcuterie in a, in a stupid commercial he created. Uh, I think that's what he said, charcuterie, a plate of vegetables. That was just like yeah. defined from a communications point of view pretentious crudite crudite was what he said crudite yeah. crudite yes a, a plate of vegetables look at trying 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 to be able to afford your crudite and everybody's like what now and yeah. and he missed he misrepresented the the grocery chain that is actually in oh, new you, jersey you oh versus a pennsylvania really? yeah oh, yeah yeah, yeah so it was great but I thought what Definitely. Arizona has been very interesting, uh, you yeah, know, and Colorado. So you know those three places have been the most interesting. Georgia is going to be. We still have to wait, and that one's going to be close. Uh, for Florida, though, for the one in the one in Colorado is point less than point five, right? So they have to do a recount. So we'll see. Yeah, they have to do a recount. Um, mm -hmm. But the the Democrat conceded already today. Um, right. Going back to Arizona, the one thing that I loved about it this kind of brings it all around politics twitter and and the use of social media when carrie lake lost um mm -hmm. i kind of celebrated that as somebody who has worked in television has the audience you know she's a former anchor and she has the audience and she gained the trust of her audience and now she's gone completely off the rails into disinformation and she's really using her abilities as a broadcaster to try and make falsehoods truths and it's just it really upsets me it pisses me mm -hmm. off that she does that yeah. so she put out a tweet that she was trying to say that arizona arizonians or whatever arizonians arizonians um aren't you know don't don't fall for any bs so she was kind of saying like we need a recount here this this election was rigged or whatever she was trying to mm -hmm. allude to it but I, I took it the other way. I'm like, yeah, her BS didn't fly. I know. And I, I thought her double, the double best concession that. speech ever. Yeah, and it got like, yeah. I, I, although, you know, going back to the Florida man and her, they're not going away. And don't underestimate the Florida man. We're going to be in for an ugly I couple hope, of years. 
I hope Americans are exhausted by the by the garbage and realizing that nothing's getting better while the the chaos of I did watch the Donald Trump speech and I went through um, CNN, MSNBC and Fox and I was flipping from one to the next and all three networks bailed early on his speech. And I thought, OK, that's saying that's something. That's something. When when Sean Hannity is like, OK, well, that's enough of that for now, you know. <laughs> Let's go see what's happening in the other guy in Florida. <laughs> Which is mm. like Florida Ron men are taking over Yeah. Oh Jesus. All right, that's it for us this week. See you next week on Unspun Have Podcast. Have a good weekend. Bye. Okay.